2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not gonna say it. That sounds too good. No, it's good, roll. No, all no, 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 they they no. <laughs>
1: if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the radiant Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going on this Monday morning?
2: Uh, doing well. Doing well for a Monday morning as we record this. Uh, you know, it's we're in the we're in the full swing of basketball season tie. We're we're getting into a routine here. Like we've we've been doing. We've been consistent yeah. Mondays. Yeah. We've been consistent and we're going to try our best to keep that consistency. But uh doing well, happy to be here. Yeah, buck
1: season has truly began. Begun. Excuse me. Monday morning. People understand. Because I've left a loss just feeling absolutely befuddled and disgusted. Buck Sixers was one of the worst basketball games. It's not really, but it felt like one of the worst basketball games. Um, right after a fun, plucky win against the Cavs earlier last week. But the, uh, the Sixers loss was rough. But we're going to get into just generally, you know, I guess four for and 11 and four team which is good
2: right 11 and four <laughs> that, is, that was funny four 11, four and 11, 11.
1: and four yeah. yeah four one one four milwaukee connection oh
2: no nah, i'm a, I'm a
1: 262 ty oh eh. oh okay well uh, i'm a
2: four one i'm like i'm uh, i am a four one four but technically i'm a two, six,
1: two. Any, anyone still listening thanks for hanging in there through that um <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I live in Oshkosh now, but I still have a 414 number. So, oh, did I just give myself away now?
2: I mean, I did. Now it's, I,
1: well, now people are – folks are only 10 to the 7th power guesses away from finding our phone numbers now. So that's pretty risky. Anyway, four and 11 and 4 start. Jesus, we're off the rails. There's a little bit of doom and gloom about the Bucks. I think a lot of it makes sense. The injuries like it's just it's been a bummer to not see Chris and Pat and to watch Drew and Giannis, among other players, also miss some time early and just a really uneven, like literally uneven Giannis start. So where should we start out of those two things and just get into like, I guess, the negatives that have gone along with, you know, a whole lot of winning, thankfully, so far this season?
2: Um, It feels wrong to start with negatives of Giannis when we struggle to talk oh, yeah. about good things. So let's talk about injuries first. So even though, like you mentioned, we've seen Drew out, we've seen Giannis out, uh, we've seen uh, Chris is still out. Pat is maybe... Coming back? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've been checking injury reports when I remember the
1: nights before a game, and the only three players on the Bucks' current injury report all listed as out. Unfortunately, so Chris is out continues, but Chris, Wes Matthews with the hamstring issue, and of course Joe Ingles, who's going to be on there for. Several more months, or at least a couple more months.
2: Yeah, maybe, so, maybe only like a month and a half-ish. Maybe. We'll
1: see. I, I, I'm i just going to add a month on to everybody at this point after what we've seen so far this season. But Pat Conradin not listed, Bud didn't. Uh, Bud's quote about Pat, I don't know if you saw this, was ridiculously confusing. I'll pull it up. I have no idea what this means. But go ahead and talk about uh, Pat potentially returning.
2: Well, I mean, this is something we've talked about on previous episodes, where it's like, Consistent great wing play is something that the Bucks have been like yearning for, like in in terms of this season. Like if you you've gone through the we've gone through the list of wings, it's like with Jordan Wara, you're getting some scoring, but you're not getting anything else. With Marjan, you're getting uh, defense, but you're getting like inconsistencies on the offensive end, and you're getting obviously rookie mistakes. Uh, you just you're going down the line with Ta, you're getting Ta things. Like, with Mamu, you're getting not, nothing because you're not playing him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I will say, very quickly, a couple of good games from Jordan War. Yeah. Just a couple. They have been. But the Cavs game was by far, I won't even say career, the best game of his life so far. I mean, he was great in that. I mean, defensive stands, like, stripping the ball under the basket and starting fast breaks, passing, making his knockdown shots, like... Really impressive. I thought he was fine against Philly, too. He wasn't He wasn't as good. I wouldn't expect him to be as good. But I was like, okay, Jordan War. I think maybe feeling a little heat from Marjan. I don't know. I don't know where this was. You know, There was a lot of reasons to feel pressed for rotation time the last two years as well. And we haven't seen anything like that. But good for him. Here's the Pat quote. So this is Eric Name tweets. Asked Budenholzer if he thought Conradin would be able to play tomorrow. This was shared on Sunday. Budenholzer's response. Yeah, we'll see how he feels after today. He actually did on the off day. He had a pretty big day yesterday. So if he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday and then have another one today and then expect to play tomorrow. So I think we'll see how he feels in the morning. And I think confident to say he's getting close. What? If he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday and then have another one today and then expect to play tomorrow. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. I have no idea, folks. And I saw I saw I love Twitter because of course there's like a bunch of Bucks fans who are like, this means he's not playing. If you have if you think you definitively know what that means, shouts yeah, to you.
2: Like, I know, because you're smarter than me. Can you write
1: a Mike Budenholzer translation guide for us if you know for sure what this means? I mean, my guess was it's like He he's almost is he working too much? Is he putting in too much work to play? I don't understand. That doesn't make sense, I feel like. I don't know. That is one of the most befuddling bud quotes of all time.
2: Yeah, it it it's just Yeah, wow. I hadn't seen
0: that
1: one. (laughs) If he's going to play tomorrow, he couldn't do what he did yesterday, and then have another one today, and then expect to play tomorrow. I, I that
2: that it's really on brand though.
1: Yeah, it is. I love that it starts with, yeah, I feel like there should have been a no after that, too. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm honestly a little disappointed in that. Let me pull up the Chris one, too, because we also have an extended quote on Chris. Uh, They asked him, uh, what can you say about his physical activity? It's been a few weeks since he ran with the herd. Bud, he's been making progress, probably steady and slow. Today was another good day. We'll just continue to see how he feels tomorrow. Hopefully he can be doing a little bit more each day. When he's ready, it's just one of those things where you don't ever want to rush somebody back. Chris is a hard worker. The medical group is amazing. Together, they'll let us know when he's ready. He's anxious to be back and play and be out there with us. And then they asked him, we know we have a pretty good idea of the ramp up from a lower body, but is it different for a wrist injury, basically? And then Bud goes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things that go into being back and ready to play, too. I cer I think it is certainly is the wrist but it's everything. You got to be completely healthy and conditioning and shape and all those things. And so the wrist is part of it but I don't think it's and yes, it is different with lower body stuff, but you always got to get to that point where you're at, ready to actually play in a game. And it's hard when you didn't have a summer, you didn't have the training camp, all those things. So you know he's pushing it. I mean, that's somewhat that's more fair. insightful.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically, to contend to what he's saying. He's saying we're going to take it easy.
1: Yeah, and maybe Chris is, you know, getting uh, getting in the game shape a little
2: bit. Yeah, like you're you're getting that conditioning right. I mean, we saw him. He was he did participate he was, in some practice. He
1: was shooting.
2: Yeah, which you and, think uh, if
1: if the wrist if the wrist was like far off, I don't know how much shooting we would see. So I did feel like that was a moderately good sign that that we're there. I never understand. And you you maybe you can shed some insight on this. And it's not like I, I disagree, but it's always funny. Like I saw Joe Ingles run down the line, put up a three, and then run back. And I was like, "How are we three, two, three months away?" I saw him do the thing. He did it.
2: He could do it. It's, I mean, you're you're right. You're right. You like it. You're physically able to do the thing, but it's about getting the, yeah. the repetition down. Yeah. It's about it's a it's like especially with Joe Ingles, it's about comfort in that. Yeah, like, cause you you've gone so long without being able to do that, you have to be able to trust your own body again. You have to get back into game shape again. It's it's it's, it's a lot about trusting yourself. He did do the thing, Ty. <laughs> You're right. He did do the thing.
1: Obviously, uh, the other part is too in the NBA environment on both ends. It's a little bit more physically demanding than running down an open court and taking an open shot and then jogging back. So I don't
2: know if that's all that Joe Ingles does. That's fine. <laughs> Well, hopefully, a
1: little bit on defense, at least a yeah, little bit. We'll see. Yeah, but
2: uh, hopefully, we're getting Pat Connaughton back. Yeah, what, yeah. Like I already, I already said what Pat means like consistent wing play. Do you have anything else to add? I mean, I think consistent shot making. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say it's it's really a twofer between consistent wing play and the the spacing, and not just spacing, but shooting that they desperately need. I mean, we've seen like against the Cavs, they shot pretty well. I don't remember Philly, because I was just so mad the whole game. But, you know, they've had some games where they shot well, but they've also had some games where they shot horribly. And as we've monitored, the Bucks' true shooting percentage this season has been bottom 10 all year. I'll pull it up now, but I'm pretty comfortable it's still bottom 10. So I think Pat helps with that. And just, like, more consistent all-around players, which is what you get from him, right? Like... You know, there's not that many solid two-way offense-defense guys who are regularly playing. I mean, Beauchamp has had some great moments. He's also had multiple, like, 1 or oh for 6 or 7 games from the field. Like, the, there's an inconsistency there. Obviously, there's that with Wara as well. You know, Wes Matthews, when he was playing, is not scoring a whole lot, right? George Hill, same. So, just having someone who you can trust on defense like they do with Hill and Wes and probably Beauchamp as well. Uh, but also you can trust to be a factor on offense every single night and guard some of these wing players. I think it's a huge deal if he can play. and I think it'll help them look a lot more organized on both ends, having Pat out there.
2: Yeah. And plus he's got so much chemistry with the big, with the, the main players. Like you could just throw him in with Giannis and Drew and Chris and you'll like, not Chris yet, obviously, but, like, Giannis, Drew, Brooke, and it's like, yeah, they, these guys know how to play together. Like, they, they've been playing together for Ooh.
1: years now. The Bucks' true shooting percentage is down to 28th in the NBA. Oof. The Ooh. Charlotte Hornets and Detroit Pistons are the only teams shooting worse, according to true shooting percentage. Bucks are right below the Houston Rockets and New York Knicks.
2: That is not ideal, Ty.
1: No. Um, the, The four teams in the bottom four in true shooting, four wins, three wins, three wins, and then Milwaukee's 11 wins. Thankfully, they're still first in defensive rating. By a mile. It's not a mile anymore. I think the last two games brought it down. They're 1.3 ahead of – now it's the Clippers who are second. And 1.3 is only the difference between not even second and third. So the Clippers really have have gotten in the mix there. But they are still first by a pretty healthy margin.
2: Yeah. And Zubats, he's uh, going to be challenging Brook for DPOI.
1: He better not. He's
2: really good, man.
1: I, I like Zubats. But no, I, I,
2: I want Brooke to win. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Well, it's I, still early. Oh yeah, I won't get cagey about awards yet. Do, are you concerned that the injury bug has just bit and latched on and that they won't be able to get healthy? Or where are you at in total with Bucks'
2: injuries? I think I think this is a Bucks thing in the sense that if someone's injured, they're gonna let a lot of other people, you know, miss time, get well. Early season bugaboos, stuff like that. Work through it. Uh, Ty's dying after sneezing. Oh, man. That Uh, was a
1: tough (laughs) sneeze. I forget we're on YouTube. I forgot I have to – I got to hold it together audio-ly? Audily?
2: Audily, yeah. No, that that can't
1: be. That can't be a word. Visually is the other one. Auditory? No. Sonically? I don't. I got to hold it together sonically. Sonically? (laughs) It sounds different. <laughs> sounds like a sonic feature. Uh
2: whatever. Someone will tell us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
2: But um, yeah, you're you're getting like it's it's basically like, yeah, sure, let's let's take the take the regular season slow here. And make sure everyone gets well. And then once basically they're saying once if we have everyone here like at some point, we'll we'll be fine. Realistically, I think that's what they're going with. Again, that's how, that, that's,
1: that. I believe that, that that's their approach. I pretty much still feel that way, but I am seeing more people be more concerned that they're, they're just not – is Chris going to get surgery? Is Pat going to need a surgery? I think people were scarred from Brooke last year, understandably so. I'm not – I mean, it's obviously it's unfortunate delays with both, and Chris it's a, it's is a, the big it's one. It's a
2: delay, but it's not a dismay. I mean, I think it's –
1: I mean, there's a little dismay involved too. I mean, remember we heard around the start of the year for Chris. And it's about to be – he's probably not playing before Thanksgiving. I mean, it'd be one more – he's already out for Monday night's game. He could play Wednesday against the Bulls. If not, he's not playing until at least Black Friday. So at this point, it's like hopefully before Christmas, like right early December. And things change quick. I mean, Pat – Pat was probable then out, then out, then off the injury report. So, I think the Bucks are, you know, maybe I don't know. It's just weird. It's been another weird year with injuries. But I'm not, I'm not right. I've seen people like, it's over. They're not going to be healthy all year. I just think that's ridiculous. I think it's easy to forget how long the damn season is. Like it's November. We're 15 games out of 82 games in. And thankfully, they're still second in the East and have one of the best records in the league because they, you know, had a pretty cupcake schedule and took advantage. But, and they beat some good teams as well. Um, But, you know, there's so much time. And if they do get healthy in December and stay relatively healthy from there, that's totally fine. And certainly after watching last playoffs, you'd much rather have the injury stuff at the beginning than at the end, which is what they dealt with last year. So we'll see. I mean, there's still... There's always, unfortunately, the chance that there's more injuries. But I do think, you know, it's easy to spiral in the moment. But I think if you take a step back, it's like, okay, Chris needs an extra four weeks. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. Like, we know this team is not that concerned with the one seed. It would be nice if them and Boston both got top two to push that back to the ECF. We'll see about that. But it's more about getting there healthy, and I think they're – Really trying to do that.
2: Yeah, I, I echo that uh, that viewpoint. It's it's just all about like we thought maybe this team would care about the regular season a little bit. They don't. I
1: mean, I think that that they're still going to win a lot because the players. Yeah, do. They're,
2: they're still they're still going to win a but, lot of games.
1: But organizationally, but the, yeah. they're not. They're not. They'll never push someone to come back. I don't think.
2: No, no, and they're, they're not going to go for like a seventy-win team or something. No. Never. This team's never going to do that.
1: Maybe, you know, year six, Javon, year two, Marjon. I mean, the pieces might be. We'll see. We'll see about it. LeBron, is LeBron going to be here? We talked about that last time. We did. We'll see. Who knows? Um, and we don't have any info, I think, on Wes Matthews' injury, which is unfortunate. Uh, hamstring, which is always a, a, a dangerous one, especially for an older player. I think just TBD. Let me loop in quickly. I mentioned to you we might do this later. I think the the fervor pitch, fever pitch, the fervor, fervor and fever pitch meaning the same thing is a little, a little unnecessary. I think English language, but
2: English language is so stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah, you 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 got me there. The Bucks and Jay Crowder, though, I've seen a lot of like, is he a PJ replacement? Is he this? Is he that? What would the point be? One, I'm, I'm largely pro the move. I don't think we have to dive too deep into it at this point, depending on the cost. Um, obviously, if they trade him, we'll dive super deep into it with an exciting you know, reaction pod. I think he's Wes insurance, though. And I think Wes – I wasn't that concerned about the slow shooting to start the year, but it's never great. And even like red hot Wes Matthews is probably like – we're talking seven point per game stretches, right? Like it's not crazy scoring. Even when he shoots poorly, Crowder is like a 10, 11 point per game player. There's just more offense there. The defense probably not as good, but he is a good big bodied wing defender. Um, And I I think that I think that's got a lot to do with it of saying, hey, let's just load up on let's load up on guys to beat Boston because they are, I think, the obvious looming threat. And they should be. And let's make sure that whether West is ready to go or not. We've got someone besides Drew that we trust to guard the Jays. So, you know, I don't, I don't think those two things are are not related. I'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it does. It is looking like Jake, like Jay Crowder, potentially would be West Matthews' insurance. It's um, hey, I will say this: if we if the Bucks trade for Jay Crowder, we get to say Bossman Nine Nine a lot, and that's Come just all, be great. Marquette's Come on, Marquette's own all.
1: Boss Nine Nine. I'm on that's board, new on board. On board.
2: That's, the, that's the only way we refer to him. It's like the opposite of number 37. Yeah, it's, like, well hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs>
1: if, if things go bad, we I gonna have to call him like employee man99. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with waiver. Don't come get me, uh, socialist Twitter, but uh, or, uh, whatever. I'm not gonna dive into the terms. Um I'm on I'm on your side, trust me.
2: Yeah. But Jay Crowder, like, it's it seemingly a lot of reports are saying that he's been linked to Milwaukee. Yeah. The chatter, uh,
1: the buzz is there. Yeah, The buzz the, is uh, that it's got to be a three-teamer, though. I don't think Phoenix is that interested in, in Grayson.
2: Yeah, the Houston one where you, uh, they get uh, Eric Gordon. Phoenix gets Eric Gordon. makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, they send out Sarich to Houston. It could even be, like, four. I, I could see this becoming a big, messy trade where, like, salary moves and picks oh move God, all over. Oh, my God. I forgot
2: Saric is – I think – no, this is a complete tangent. Yeah. I th- I had a dream that Dario Saric got traded somewhere. Wow, that's and I a, just such
1: an unexciting dream, dude.
2: I just – I assumed it was true. <laughs> I guess I
1: shouldn't – who did I dream came to the Bucks? Staskis?
2: Oh, yeah, Nick Stascus.
1: And who was actually on the Bucks?
2: I don't remember.
1: A different – oh, I don't remember now either. Or was it time. TJ McConnell? No, it wasn't TJ. No, it was two it was Hazonia.
2: Yes, it was.
1: I think Sauce was on the Bucks yes. training camp and, and, and Hazonia then you wasn't. And then, yes. Yeah, yes. That, that was it. That was it. Uh, but
2: yeah, I guess Sarich is actually still on the Suns. <laughs> you
1: know you're a sicko if you have dreams about like relatively unimportant NBA players who aren't even on your team.
2: Yeah. That's uh, nasty but, business. It is. I'm just, I'm having a crisis right now. Yeah. But it's, Uh. yeah, that would make sense from a Phoenix perspective, from a Bucks perspective, probably from a Houston perspective too.
1: Their fans, I, I'm seeing this now, they're like, please trade EG. He's like just sad there. And they're like, he's done so much. Everyone else has gotten to go. Like, can we just trade him? His salary makes it tough. And that's why I've seen people go, I'd much rather the Bucs just get on the Eric Gordon part You can trade Grayson for Crowder or like Grayson and Hill or something. Grayson is eight and a half million. Crowder is like ten and a half million. Eric Gordon's nineteen million. That's why Sarich has to be included. Sarich is basically equal to Grayson's salary, so it's just really it's not feasible. You could wait till January. I think January fifteenth is the Wara day, and try. I still don't know if it's enough, but you could try to bundle like Grayson, Hill, Wara, and like Wesley Matthews. But at that point, like, you're really just tearing your team apart. And quite frankly, I'm not that fond of Eric Gordon. I could do without. I would rather have Crowder, to be quite honest.
2: I mean, same. Yeah. But from a Bucks perspective, yeah. I could yeah. see from a Phoenix perspective why they would like Eric Gordon. Yeah. I think he makes more sense for them. That's fair. I mean, like, if you're Phoenix, would you want Jay Crowder to actually come and show up? Yes. Absolutely. That would okay. help their team a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But I can see the I can see the allure for Eric Gordon.
1: Yeah, I I I think the rush, the the rush on the Bucks part to make a deal because it does sound like they they've been talking and working out constructs
2: for a is, little bit now.
1: Yeah, is a to make sure you know somebody else doesn't get him right, and b I do wonder our team's thinking about like, do we need to get this done if what if he shows up? I mean, Cam Johnson's going to be out for like a month. Like, what if he decides? I will go start on a contender after all, which he won't do anywhere else. Maybe they do give him an extension. They still could. He's an expiring contract. They could give him the extension he wants at literally any time. So it's kind of a a dual clocks ticking thing. Unless Phoenix is just like, no, we're good.
2: I I also think Phoenix is in the financially, they're not going to take on any more long-term money. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that's usually what happens when you're trying to sell a team. Which is so stupid. Imagine, it. Really, no um, it doesn't and I I don't support it, but No, I'm saying I know. That's, that's what happens.
1: but just imagine you're a billionaire and you're like oh I'm going to buy the Phoenix Suns wait a minute Jay Crowder we have Jay Crowder 9 million is that going to put us over are we going to be belly up if we have to pay Jay Crowder no just trade him like it's so dumb it's so it's, dumb. it's
2: more like it's more like you can shape the team in your own vision sort of thing. You still can Yeah Jay Crowder, can, just it, trade him that's how the league works that's how
1: team building works let me talk to any billionaire for a, a low one-time fee of ten thousand dollars, and I will outline the way this works and why. Realistically, it does not matter if you have Jay Crowder making nine million or not. It is, in, it's you can you can make the roster in your own shape better with role good role players under contract.
2: You really can, but Ty, you got to up your fee, man. Ten
1: k to a billion? Well, you know, there's that, that's not counting expenses, and you know, there's, that there's you know, let's. Let's let's keep it quiet now. We can talk the details later on, but I think we have to get to the uncomfortable Giannis conversation.
2: Ten thousand dollars, by the way, is point zero one percent of a billion dollars. So
1: let's make it point point zero two percent. Let's make it twenty.
2: Yeah, might as well be thirty at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean fifty. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Giannis, let's uh, no
2: more putting Yeah, it this off. is. The, I'm, I'm trying to delay the I inevitable know. time. All right, so
1: first I want to get this out of the way because I think there are going to be some people, some, some Zoom freak lickers, which is the most admirable kind of shoe to lick. It's a bootlicker
0: joke, Rohan. Okay. You seem confused. <laughs> um, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: He's been much worse. It's actually kind of conveniently for pulling the stats, the month changing. In October, Giannis looked like the MVP candidate. In November, by Giannis' standards, he's been quite bad. Here are some stats to back this up. In October, Giannis shot below 50% from the field zero times. In November, Giannis has shot above 50% from the field zero times. It's literally entirely flipped. And when you go to look at the whole stat line, in November, Giannis is averaging 25 points. Yeah, pretty good. You know, not that good for Giannis, but that's 25 points in the league. Shooting 41% from the field, that's stinky. He has not shot below 50% from the field in a full season since his second year in the league. 15% from three, still taking them, making them even less. 54% 54% from free throw, with two straight games below 40% on more than 10 attempts, which is, again, very stinky. 11 rebounds, good. 5.5 assists, good. 4.2 turnovers, up basically one turnover over the first month. or Not the first 30 days worth, but the October portion of the season. Uh, 1.5 steals, 0.7 blocks. In October, oh, the last stat. Plus minus of zero. The Bucks have just treaded water in Giannis's minutes. You look at October, 33.8 points per game on 59% from the field, 28% from three, okay, still not great, but almost double the putrid number he's putting up in November. 63% from free throw, again, not ideal, but better than 54%. Uh, nearly 13 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 3.3 turnovers, plus minus a plus nine and a half. So the Bucks basically went from destroying teams in Giannis's minutes, which we're used to, to like, yeah, well, they're fine. They're fine when Giannis plays. And I think, what was it? The Cavs game was it was one of the games. And I think also the Sixers game. They played better when he wasn't out there because he was trying to do way too much. The shots aren't falling. He's trying to rampage through good interior defenses against Cleveland and Philly. It's just, it's been quite bad these last, let me give the actual number for you, these last six games. And there's been some time missed knee soreness in there. People are speculating that may be part of it, although the first two of those games is before the first game he actually sat. It's not been good, though. And I think getting some of these guys back will help. But I also think Giannis just has to be much better than this. And it is certainly a little concerning to see him go on a slide this long.
2: Yeah, I think I think what you just said is a fair point. Like once guys get healthier, that'll be good. Like he he was doing a lot of this. No Drew, no Chris. Obviously no Chris, but Drew came back off the bench for the Philly game. Uh, and wasn't great. But um no pad, obviously. Like he, he hasn't had a lot of guys around him step up. I mean, like when you have like future Hall of Famer Javon Carter there, I mean that helps. But um
1: Who oh, I, I forgot the most important stat. Stock oh, yeah. market. Yeah. Giannis IPO at 34, gets up to 38 by game seven, is now all the way down to 33. So below where he started. And again, it's literally the first half, it's either green or white. The second half of his games, it's either red or white. So it has been a tale of two months for Giannis so far.
2: Yeah, it's just been uh it's been tough. Follow at Eurostep podcast on Twitter by the way, uh for all the buck stock market updates or just check gspn.info there's a link right there. Um boom. It's uh it's tough to see Ty. It's tough to see. Like obviously like I just qualified There's there hasn't been a, there's been a lot of injuries. We have to take that into consideration. It's also early season Giannis, he had a busy summer. I don't know what's happening. Realistically, I feel like a lot of this could easily be make, mitigated by his free throws. Like that would help a lot because he's is, just leaving points on the table. Yes, like I, that. That would that would bring all of his stats up. His I, plus I, minus would increase. His points per game would increase. Just any anything you're concerned about, his true shooting would increase. Like anything yeah. you're concerned about, that the free throws would mitigate that concern.
1: I will go farther. It's the whole shot. The whole jump shot. I mean, he was like, I'm trying to remember some of the players. Like, I think he shot better from mid-range last year than Zach Levine did in the regular season. Like, it was like 40-plus percent on relatively high volume, which is like, it was an important thing for Giannis to be able to make those shots from the mid-range area. You know, the not not needing to get all the way to the paint every possession. Being able to rise up and knock down those. And he did, to his credit, early against Philly was his best mid-range jumper game of the year, he was knocking them down from all over, that fell apart as the free throws fell apart. But it's really his shot as a whole. And obviously, again, the threes this season have been quite bad, especially over the last six games of Giannis here. But yeah, it's just like, it's pretty concerning how badly his shot has fallen apart, especially after... In Eurobasket, it looked great. And he, I think he shot 70 plus percent from the line over there in a raucous environment, playing just as hard as he plays in the US, you know, with just as much of a burden on his shoulders. I don't know what changed. I think it's unconfirmed if Lethal Shooter did actually work out with Giannis or not. If he did, I would like him banned from the state of Wisconsin. Bobby Portis's jumper looks like shit too. Like, what are we doing? I get everyone to the NOAA. I am sick of this guy putting nails on the rim and having guys shoot in the deck of the sunken Titanic. Just just get the launch angle. I read the story about Brooke Lopez's shot form. Eric named it a tremendous job. Data based, made so much sense. Let's look at different configurations of your feet and make sure that, you know, that's getting you a good launch angle. And then I see Bobby Portis... Like trying to shoot a flaming basketball, it's let's 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 not let's not. So, I don't know if Giannis had to go to low earth orbit to shoot a ball through a triangle hoop or what. And if you don't, if you're not aware, like 85% of the things I'm saying are actually things we've seen Lethal Shooter do on Instagram. I don't know, I don't know if he's actually involved with Giannis, but whatever Giannis did between Eurobasket and last year and now is not ideal. Or maybe he's just in a really weird, inexplicable slump. I'm not sure, but it's not ideal.
2: I mean, have we noticed any of the shot mechanics really changing? I haven't too much. I
1: I haven't on the jumper just because he hasn't shot him. I, I think there's been more variance in all of his shots, though. The Discord yeah. is convinced he leans back too much on free throws.
2: Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of, that's kinda of obvious. Yeah. Uh he's been he's been airballing a lot of free throws.
1: Not even close, like really bad misses in these especially the last two games, where again he it's, is let me let me pull up the actual number. It's like
2: he is uh he's four for eleven in against Cleveland and four for fifteen eight against.
1: Eight for twenty-six. Kelly. Yeah. That's like and bad. he started out the year forty percent, but it was only two for five, so it's only three missed free throws he had not shot he'd shot below 60% twice total but both above 50% before this last stretch of two games so it's the worst free throw shooting we've seen from Giannis in years
2: i mean it's 30.8% over the last yeah. two games which is ridiculously bad it's it's just it's so like incomprehensibly bad yeah, I mean,
1: you, leaving 11 points on the table in a Philly game where you lose by eight is pretty pretty rough. Also a game where you had four assists to five turnovers.
2: Yeah. And, like, sure, the, you can cobble the assist down to maybe other other teammates aren't making shots. I wouldn't win like, that even game. If, Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: He wasn't passing. He and Drew tried to take that game over, and it was hideous.
2: It, yeah, it was. Um, But yeah, the free throw thing is just – it's very concerning to me. But like we said, maybe this is just a really, really bad two-game slump.
1: Yeah, I mean that – my main takeaway uh, for Giannis, all things Giannis, and I I tweeted this the night of the – I was like tweeting through my feelings Saturday night. Um, A lot different than the way I used to do that. I will leave that one alone. But – I'll always give benefit. I'll always give Giannis the benefit of the doubt, like forever, like infinitely. Like he'll, I just after what we've Didn't seen. So, him do, did
2: someone make that their Twitter bio? I'm yeah, sure. somebody
1: did, and they added me in it too. Uh, I think John, John B, something. Sorry, John, but yeah, thanks for doing that. But yeah, it's like I'll give Giannis the benefit of the doubt forever. The things we've seen him overcome, you know, seventeen for nineteen in Game Six. You know, I'm sure there's people who've been yelling at the the speakers or the screen. During this whole part of the pod, like, shut up. He's honest, He's great. We agree, but we also agree, like, he has to be held to his standard. I think he would agree with that as well. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I, it's concerning. I think he'll figure it out because he always does. I think taking a game off maybe would help him, but it just seems like he's not going to. We'll see if, if that changes or not at some point. He's not on in the injury report, like we mentioned for, for Portland. Um, but yeah, I just think he's got to, He's got to reapproach. – he's got to redo his approach to the games because I thought this Philly one was one of the most selfish Giannis games I've seen. And role players were playing pretty well. Like guys were knocking down some shots. The ball really moved well at points in that game. And that's how the Bucs had a lead at, at halftime. And then Giannis was just pressing so hard in the second half and it was bad. And I think it, it was like building bad on bad. The frustration built. We have to talk about the dumbest fucking story of all time, at least briefly. Laddergate, Mantras, Harrell. Why,
2: why? Like, I hate that it has a name. Laddergate. Uh, yeah.
1: NBA Reddit. NBA Reddit was all over Laddergate. He, he tossed a ladder. It fell. No one died, contrary to, to some reports. People who are very weirdly upset about Giannis's perception as a good guy – Spoiler alert, because Giannis is a good guy, but I digress, are like licking their chops like an evil cartoon cat with a fork and knife over the opportunity to besmirch Giannis's name. And other people are logging on to dispute ladder physics or whatever. I think this is simple. Giannis was very frustrated. Montres Harrell is very annoying. He wanted to shoot. They made it difficult. He got mad, lost his composure, tossed the big ladder. It fell. That's that. I just it's not a story to me.
2: It's not a story especially when you have like there's like if if you want to saw guys shooting in op- opposing arenas Joel Embiid does it all the time. I mean
1: yeah, it's 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 all very st- and th- it was compounded because this was it was like a Philly season ticket event so they all get to go shoot a free throw or something after the game. So that's why there were so many videos of this because there was a bunch of Sixers fans who were there like just watching basically.
2: Yeah, and then you have Trez, uh, like, threatening T.A., too? That's a silly thing to do. You, 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 that is what, like, sure, Trez, I know I know you have a reputation. And go after anyone else. Yeah. Literally anyone else. There's, there's <laughs> like,
1: going to be three Atetacumpos, two Kaladzakases. Like, you, there's going to be a lot of brothers showing up soon. Like, you got to be careful threatening T.A.,
2: TA, T.A. is going to absolutely beat your ass mantras, I, Like <laughs> I, I was
1: asking Eugene about this. I was like, can we get a translation, Eugene Horsutoglou, who wrote a great article last week before the Philly game about um, some of the pros and cons of the start. Injuries were on there. Giannis was not. He probably would be if he wrote the piece after that game. But check that out on the GSPN sub stack. Um, but I was like, can we get a translation if there's a video of some of the wild stuff that T.A. certainly said and Eugene goes. Actually, I already watched the video. Eugene all over the TA beat. He wasn't going to miss that. Goes. He was actually quite calm. I was like, I think that's scarier. I think that's worse. Oh yeah.
2: Oh no. That's that's yeah. infinitely worse. If you if you're like threatening a guy and the guy is calm, you know you're about to get beat. Yeah. Like because that guy knows what he's doing. Absolutely knows what he's doing. Did like, you see? TA is one like sure he's a he's an amazing player. Future Hall of Famer. But, like, he has another distinct role on this team that him and Bobby Portis share. Yeah. And that is enforcer.
1: Yeah. Did you see um, – did you see Trill Withers tweet about of, no, the I first video? <laughs> no, I did it's did it very simple. And I think people thought I was being sarcastic when I said, like, this is – like, it's so funny to put it this way. But I was not being sarcastic. The NASA is never far away, period. Just in case. <laughs> it's – Thousand percent true. It I mean, is
2: like I'm looking, he's gonna he's gonna go to bat for his brother, man.
1: I'm I'm looking through now all of his tweets with um about with the word Thanasis and somebody for whatever reason asked him about Giannis. Do you think he's had his first black and mild yet? And Trill goes, Thanasis' only job is to make sure this never happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's also one that says Bezos might give Giannis a small country to hoop in Phoenix. And Trill says new CFO of Amazon, the Nassus Kumpo.
2: I love I love Trill with his I know.
1: Imagine uh, the positivity. He was, he, was a, he was
2: a guest on Time Out with Ty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully on the Eurostep someday.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a throwback. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Laddergate is fucking ridiculous. It's dumb. Like, dumb. It's so dumb. It's it's like sure, you you if you're taking the opportunity like if you're waiting in the wings to go have an opportunity to slander someone, go like do something else, like yeah. literally anything else, because you have too much time on your hands. I don't know if you have a job or not. I know the job market is a little it, it can be a little tenuous, but try, you know, yeah. throw yeah. out some applications. Try it. Yeah. Do something else with your life.
1: Sadly, seem... no. These people are probably <laughs> watching the Kyrie movie. That's probably what they're doing in their
2: spare time. Oh my unfortunately. god! Unfortunately, oh my god, Jalen Brown.
1: Man. Oh yeah, I mean, he's not been quiet about his thoughts w- with Kyrie. He's and...
2: louder. He's louder than Kyrie at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then Isaiah Thomas deactivated his account. Like he should have gotten old, that old, surgery. All oh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh,
1: oh, I thought you meant the little one. No, no, old as Thomas, I, I he, do, he
2: was supporting that as well.
1: I do love that. I don't love that. I'm not, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, I do love the contrast between Jalen Brown and like these annoying pseudo-woke stances. And then the other J, Jason Tatum, is like, dude, tacos are sick. <laughs> like, I, I would love to see what their like their day to day combos are like. Jalen's like, it's really wrong what they're doing to Kyrie. And Jason Tatum's like, Deuce had his first enchilada yesterday.
2: Yeah, it's like this. This is maybe infinitely boring of a Jason Tatum.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like Jason Tatum. is not Giannis level, but it's not but far he's, off. But he's so
2: he's so unproblematic. Yeah,
1: I feel like he's literally just like I, I like to hoop, and then my kid and we play basketball together,
2: and then yeah, we yeah, my, kid, my kid's adorable. We make yeah. awesome content. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: like he has it's a, it's, a, it's it's up there with like the ideal lives at this point. Yeah, plus he's.
2: Really good at basketball. Did, did, was
1: it? Was his? T- it was his tweet to LeBron, right? Is what it's like on par oh, with follower, the yeah. smoothie tweet.
2: It's like hey, I'm your, uh, I'm like X's cousin. Yeah, follow yeah, back. Follow back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he hasn't deleted that.
1: I know. Uh, I can't believe we just appreciated a Celtic. I feel dirty.
2: I know, but it's deserved.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's back to back to Giannis. Any other Giannis? Yeah, but no.
2: But the Laddergate.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculously stupid. Also, I I have not ever at any point in this felt the need to log on and like fight people for Giannis's sake. What he did was dumb. I mean, it was the wrong thing. Let me be clear. He lost, he lost his temper. He's frustrated, obviously, by the way he's playing, by the way the team's playing.
2: Yeah, and, and to be clear, like, doing that to arena workers is Yeah, wrong. it's not
1: right. It's not a wrong thing to do, but it's not. He's
2: human. We yeah, but also got Trez, Trez literally taking his ball and going home is yeah. really bad. Like, you're you're a grown-ass man. You're not a child. I'm just not shocked
1: that Trez is annoying.
2: Oh, no, That was his biggest
1: not. contribution to the Sixers season. That's the most noteworthy NBA thing that might be the most noteworthy NBA thing he ever does.
2: And this so man's one sixth man of the year.
1: <laughs> enjoy the moment, Trez. Yeah, the award everyone really cares about a lot. He shouldn't have. Did he get it code or did they give it right to him?
2: I th- it went right to him, I think.
1: That's ridiculous. Literally all of his shots are because of Lou Williams. Who should have won it? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> uh Did he I
1: gotta look it up now. The Chaz, uh, maybe he did get one. Again, the least important. Sorry, Lou Williams and uh, Jordan Crawford or Jamal Crawford, the least important. Sorry to Jordan Crawford, too, I
2: guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's probably up for it one or two years.
2: He won it in 2020.
1: Yeah. uh, Congrats on Lou's trophy. He probably didn't have room for any more. He said, stop giving them to me. Montrez. Yeah about Trez. I would love to see Giannis dunk on him in a game but unfortunately their minutes probably won't overlap because Giannis doesn't usually play garbage time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. no we get to see T. oh my god next time garbage time <laughs> oh my goodness T- Bud's going to be like do I do this? <laughs> do, do, do I do this? No T- so- T-
1: is going to put himself in if he sees Trez check in
2: <laughs> He's gonna
1: Bud's going to be like
2: no yeah Bud's gonna see Trez check in. He's gonna immediately his eyes are gonna go TA. TA is just gonna give him like a yep. <laughs> like a nod and then just go and wreck shit.
1: Imagine, like, imagine Trez, because because Doc Rivers, imagine Trez checks in, in like the first quarter and TA just like runs into the game. Giannis, you're done. <laughs>
2: And <laughs> we we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about like I mentioned Bobby Portis as another enforcer he was talking to Embiid after the game because Embiid oh, had a yeah. flagrant foul yeah. against Giannis Should've he just body checked him well, he, he body elbow, checked him and then
1: flopped elbow into ribs basically yeah have a full speed Giannis I love that Bobby just was not buying it
2: yeah Embiid like I know huge. I know Embiid and Giannis are friendly off the court and stuff like yeah maybe yada, they yada. were. Yeah, but also like like you could see Embiid like trying to plead with Bobby like I promise you, I promise you it wasn't my look look at the tape. Look at what you did. Yeah, there's like shout out Nikayis. There's film of what you did. Yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. I was an annoying. Should have been ejected. That was such an annoying Game. game.
2: It's always it's always Philly Milwaukee. These teams need to have a playoff series at some point.
1: Sixers are either losing to the Hawks or the Raptors in the first round. That's just what's going to happen.
2: Oh my god, that actually might happen.
1: That is what's going. Cool. That's always what happens every single year. Wow, six years. It would be great to see these teams play in the playoffs. It would be great to watch Brook Lopez shove Joel Embiid in a little box for. I was going to say seven for five games of a series because he owns him. He owns that matchup. He continues to own that matchup. They don't call flops the same in the playoffs. What Embiid is doing in this MVP race of just falling over fifty-five times a game on ethical basketball.
2: Sick. Unethical basketball. He
1: scored thirty. I think he made like six shots. Six. The game after the Bucks shots. game. Yep. Which he, they lost. He's a foul. what's Good. He's a foul merchant. And it's sad because he's a good player. But
2: he's he's su- he, if he, he's such a good player. Like if you just tone that down, you'd be so much more likable. Yeah. Let me let me pull up that box score. Yeah, they lost to the Wolves. Which congratulations, Philly. I know they're hurt, but so are the Bucks. Uh, he had thirty two points on six of fifteen shooting.
1: Because yeah. he
2: was eighteen of twenty at the shout, Actually
1: line. shout out to Brooke, who only let him get to the line eight times. Because the Bucks, the Bucks game. don't foul. Yeah. He actually had, he actually made a shot, so shout out to Joel in the Bucks game. But
2: I know that's what I'm saying. Like play normal basketball and you'll be infinitely more likable.
1: Also, the def- the defensive coverage in that game was sick. They kept doubling yeah. him. Why? He was nine for twenty two at one point. And they're sending doubles and guys are just getting point blank layups and wide open threes. I did Bud, who so rarely adjusts in game like this in a regular season, I didn't understand it at all.
2: That one was a little that one was a little confusing to me. We gave him a downside for it. I deserved it. Yeah. Because Joel, like, even though he's not like known for his passing acumen, he's not Magic Johnson out here, he's still seven. Seven one, something like that. You can see, you can see over, you can see over a Javon Carter double.
1: That's I, if you're gonna double, honestly, send Giannis. Like make it hard. Yeah, I mean, do, sending, do a
2: do a Giannis Brook, Giannis Bobby Brookbot. Maybe not Brook Bobby, but oh uh, maybe Brooke, Bobby. That's a
1: foul. Bob Bobby running in <laughs> a double. That's an instant foul. The, the issue like was send that,
2: send tall guys.
1: Yeah, well, and also don't double him while he's facing up. I mean, if you double him while he's actually in the post, it works a lot better. He was, like, at the top of the key, could see the whole floor, and then Javon or Drew is running over. It was so easy for him to just be like, oh, okay, I'll just pass to the guy you're running away from who I am looking at. Pretty yeah. dumb. Pretty frustrating.
2: I think that, uh, to be fair, I think they were betting on maybe Javon or Drew could go take the ball quickly. Like, it has to be a quick thing, but it they just, just did just, it, they poorly. W- it wasn't It wasn't executed well no. enough for it, for it to be justified.
1: And also, again... Brooke, Brooke had it. Nine for 22, Embiid was, in the fourth quarter. And then I think he got some more buckets after that. But it's like, just, just let Brooke play. That's the whole the whole thing this season. It's Just let Brooke do the damn thing. And he was doing it. And alas, he stuffed him twice on the same possession.
2: Oh, my goodness. Like, I, this is why I'm very confident in the Philly matchup. One, because Philly is unethical and yep. foul merchants. And that doesn't yep. hold up in the playoffs, yep. as evidenced by Philly in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh but also because of Brooke Lopez. Yep. Because he's just been he's been insanely dominant defensively this season, like we mentioned earlier, in pole position for defensive player of the year. It's it's is as, as long as he's healthy knock on wood. That is uh that is a good piece to have is he the best indeed defender in the league?
1: It's gotta be up there.
2: With the the like,
1: combo of like technique, size, strength, patience, the only yeah, way Embiid was consistently he, he, scoring yeah, he, was jumpers. That's all that he had against Brook,
2: and that's something you'll live with with Embiid. Oh, yeah. you'd rather, we'd rather him shoot jumpers than uh like bully people in the post.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Where he can
2: like ease, more easily get to the foul line and just dominate on the inside. But also the yeah. rebounding.
1: Philly is a weirdly bad rebounding team. The Bucks were taking advantage of that early too because Embiid Embiid's taking all his shots from so far away.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're not able to get extra possessions, which is killer. Like if you if you don't win the possession battle against this Bucks team, it's tough to beat them. Yeah. Um So yeah, I think I think Brooks I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like maybe It's not Andre Drummond, I know that.
1: <laughs> when they're on the same team, maybe it is.
2: Oh my goodness, that was hilarious. I, for first, Philly trying to pair Embiid with like Andre Drummond Al Horford is always so. Trez now. Trez now. But Trez has played.
1: I think they have played together early this year. I think Doc even had to go away from it.
2: That you know, you know, it's really bad when Doc has to avoid it. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying, I'm trying to think like maybe a Zubats type, maybe like a Jakob Pertel type. Like I know he's dominated the, yeah, Aiden theoretically. Yeah. Uh, there's just not as big of a sample size. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the same with Zuboff and Pertle, too, but I'm just trying to think, especially in the Perle East. might be with, too little. He is a little too little. He, he's Embiid, a little short. Embiid's feasted, Embiid's feasted on that matchup in the past. Yeah. Um, in the East, like Al Horford, maybe? <laughs> not I wonder, this year. I, wonder,
1: I wonder how Turner does against him. All right. Yeah. He's just big.
2: Yeah. like th- A lot of the defensive acumen with Miles Turner is the fact that he's bigger than most guys, but he's not... Yeah. Bigger than it
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, on the Bucks front, is there any players you want to bounce around to before we wrap here?
2: Let's talk Drew a little bit. Yeah, because we saw him come back in that Philly game, a uh, revenge game opportunity for uh, for Drew Holiday. I keep his, forgetting.
1: It's so his only All Star was there, right?
2: Yes, we yes got.
1: I mean, it's probably this isn't the year, but we got to fix that one of yeah, these Yeah, I saw years. I
2: saw this fun stat. I I forget who tweeted it. I I apologize. But uh, if Brook Lopez were to be an All Star this year, which might happen,
1: should happen. I'm all should he's happen. Been the second best buck this year.
2: It should happen. Uh, it would be the longest uh, run between All Star appearances because he hadn't made an All Star team since 2013, so 10 years it would be. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! And it could be the same for Drew Holiday because those two were on the same Eastern Conference oh, wow. All Star team together.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it could be the same for both of them.
1: I think Drew's going to have a tough
2: time getting Drew's, in right Drew's now. Not, Drew's not making it, unfortunately. Unless he goes on a tear, yeah, he's not getting it. The guard's Brook, in. That, the what a fun story that would be if Brook oh, Lopez, yeah. 10 years later, is an all-star. After missing 67, 65 games whatever it is due to a back injury at his age. What a story that would be. Only, I think that's immense his Hall of Fame legacy.
1: Is it only? It's only front court, back court for the bench. I think, right? They don't need and a then, certain
2: amount of centers. Yeah. No. Even even starters. The only time center comes into play is All NBA.
1: Oh, you're right. I had it backwards. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they put him in. There's obviously some good forwards in the East. Giannis, KD, Tatum. I don't yeah. know how they classify Brown, but he's probably a forward as well.
2: He's been a. He's been he's been both in the past. I think.
1: But I mean, there's there's a lot of good guards too. I mean, the Hawks have two guys that may both go. The Raptors, Siakam's going as a forward. The Cavs, yeah, the Cavs have Mitchell's going
2: to be one for sure. Yeah,
1: I think. I, I, oh yeah. So yeah, I think Drew's path is a lot harder. Mitchell like,
2: might I, be an MVP candidate. Speaking yeah. of which, if you guys haven't checked out the Chase Down podcast, that's how oh, yeah. I uh, yeah. guessed it on. Make sure you check that out.
1: I feel like right now Tatum or Luca, but I think Luca's case is going to continue to go down as they don't win
2: games. Uh, Did you see there's a rumor that the Mavs are going to try to trade for Zach Levine?
1: I saw after he just got benched by the Bulls because he stunk it up too bad. That's the guy you're desperate to go get, really? Yeah. All right. You know who else is a pretty good
2: guard, shot maker, creator? Jalen Brunson. Oh, just, yeah, I was gonna say, does he is he a former Villanova player? Who you
1: Had on your team and could have just paid a lot of money to, and he chose not to. They're also yeah. in on John Collins. I heard.
2: Yeah, it's uh <laughs> why
1: why why do the Hawks want to trade him so bad? Because it's just, I don't
2: know. I don't get it. They're good. Cool. I, I, I I love the I, I saw this meme. It was like uh, John Collins and Miles Turner trade deadline. It's like the Who want me, but it's like the No one hundred percent. It, uh, it's pretty wild to
1: me. I feel like they're pretty good every year. Seems like he's a good player. Gets a little better every year. And they're just like, no.
2: No. No. Like, we're good. We want to go. There small. must be something. There must be something. It's got to gotta be something. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, this all started because I said I wanted to mention Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, rough first a lot of game it, back. Yeah. Rough first game back. But we should say it was his first game back. So we have yeah. to take that into consideration. Yeah. Uh, after missing, how many games did he miss? Four games? Yeah. He hadn't played since November 7th against Atlanta, where he had that ankle sprain. Um, came back, played 23 minutes off the bench.
1: I mean, he had some good moments. He had a couple classic, just like bad passes. The defense right. no, was he, he, also
2: some, he also had some really good passes. Yeah, I, I think... I, like just he, the- he immediately got trapped off a of pick and roll. And as soon as he saw the trap coming, he darted a pass to a wide open Brook Lopez. I was like, ooh. That's a vintage Drew Holiday pass right there. Yeah,
1: we missed that. We we missed those. I think – and, like, just, the, again, some classic, like, trying to do too much shot making. I really hope that he and Giannis both move the ball a lot better against Portland, and hopefully Pat being back will help encourage that more. Hopefully Pat is back, and that Revenge will encourage game. that. Yeah. Revenge game for Pat. Although he only says nice things about his time in Portland. But, yeah, they let him go. Because he only they? says
2: nice things in general when it comes to the NBA.
1: Businessman. Businessman. Um, but I, I do, I will say what I got excited about, even with the up and down drew game was 48 minutes of Javon Carter and drew holiday. And like a lot of minutes of both of them, I I think it's going to be great. And I'm at this point now with Javon where I'm just in his season averages, he's up to 9.3 points, 42% from the field, 38% from three, 83% from free throw 2.5 boards 3.6 3.6 assists, which is third on the Bucks. Only Drew and Giannis, more per game. We know what the defense is like. But I, I think on both ends, like being able to stagger those two, now you're getting like a guard who is able to penetrate into the defense. We talked about how Drew does this all the time. Javon, some nights it's tough for him. Some nights he's really good at it. But he's also had to be like the number one guard doing that. Like it was him and Giannis or just him for these last four four games, you said, like last couple weeks basically. Now him being the second guy against the starters. And then when Drew sits, which typically is like either late in the first quarter, something like that, then you can bring Javon back or just have him in and then have him move the ball for the rest of these bench players. And you get suffocating guard point of attack defense for the whole game with those two staggered. I'm really excited about having both of them again. And it kind of makes you, I feel like we were a little mystified early. Like, oh my God, Drew and Javon, that's the starters. I really see the vision now after not having Drew and after getting after Javon got the chance to really show out. I hope he continues to shoot like he did when those guys weren't healthy. At least not that much, but with that confidence. But yeah, I'm I'm all d i am i am all I love that pairing
2: now. I'm all in. It 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 works. It's the best defensive backcourt in the NBA by a country mile. It's just it's suffocating defense, but you also get shot making and playmaking. Like sure, it's not like elite shot making and play making. It's not like it's Trey Young out there. Yeah. But you're getting consistent solid two-way play out of your in both members of your backcourt, which no other team can really say like you could say Donovan Mitchell's really been he's been he's been doing really well in the defensive end. But Darius Garland. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he's also there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Matt Barnes floated the Kings as a potential option with Davion Mitchell and Fox if he continues to prove improve on the defensive end. That's a big if, but yeah, we'll see.
2: Yes, but like De'Aaron Fox on the defensive end is not going. He's not going to reach either Drew or Javon's level.
1: No, maybe the Celtics, Marcus I mean, Smart, and I guess Jalen would be there too.
2: Yeah, maybe if you have, like, Brogdon starting, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, Derek White. Are, if they started of Derek are, White, then...
2: Derek... Uh, yeah, I'm out on Derek White. Oh, okay. I'm a, little bit, I'm a little out. I'm a little out.
1: Yeah, I think he's it's it's just
2: wild. It's, wi- it's wild to see how much better of an option Malcolm Brogdon is than Derek White. And that's, like, not a slight on Malcolm Brogdon. Like, we know he's a good player. But it's like, oh, you're infinitely better than Derek White. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I regardless... It's it's just a monster defensive backcourt for a team that prides themselves and is built to win based on their defense.
1: And that's why they're eleven and four. Make no mistake it's, it's, about yeah,
2: it. Yeah, that is it's de- it's one hundred percent not the offense. If it was just on the offense, like you mentioned, they'd be a lottery team. They would be. They wouldn't be in the Web and sweepstakes. The Pelicans would be again. Uh, they would have two bites at the
1: apple. Oh yeah, I didn't even. Re- oh ish. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a, uh, if the box pick doesn't work, we got the Lakers pick. You know? <laughs> um, the Lakers, 3 uh, 0 without LeBron these last couple of games. Oh, I uh, love Le- this. LeBron to Milwaukee comes soon.
1: Although this pick actually goes to Houston. Oh, is this the
2: Houston one?
1: Yeah, this is PJ Tucker. Houston is the box pick this
2: oh. year. Oh. Oh, okay. So this okay. is one my, of the years. My apologies. My this apologies.
1: is it's every other year. This year they don't have a pick. Next year is probably another swap with the Pelis.
2: Yeah, but you still have a pick. Which
1: is yeah, cool. yeah. They'll they have a, they'll have a pick to use at least every other year.
2: Yeah, which is part of the in rule.
1: <laughs> exactly. But no, uh, I think there is a there is a misconception that they just have like no picks. They'll have a pick.
2: It'll just not yeah, be. Yeah, you just pick. you can't you can't trade the picks. Yeah. They can trade twenty nine. That's it. Because of the swap rights, but you'll still have a first round pick. Yes,
1: which you can like, use on a player like Margeon Bochamp.
2: which is honestly I think better because <laughs> yeah, it's I think like it you is good. You can't trade the pick, so you have to take a player.
1: Well, and it, well, it's also it's good because and you can I trade mean, you them can right treat, after. Yeah, yes. yeah, but it's good because this new era of trading for stars, pretty much the price is like whatever you can give. So, I mean, I think, like, the Bucks like, the haul you give up for Drew Holiday, it clearly was worth it already a 100 times over because they won a championship, so who cares, right? But, like, the fact that you couldn't add more picks, it's like, it's a good rule for the team's buying stars because you still get to draft every other year. Plus, you get the player you traded for. It's like, oh, that worked out.
2: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But, like, regardless, like, the Bucs are not – they're not winning based on their offense. They're built and winning based on their defense. And I'm just, I'm all the way in. I'm all the way in on Javon Carter. He should be the starter for the rest of the season and the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
2: Unless like, maybe, like, even if you get Bossman 9-9.
1: No, I think Bossman's a bench player here. Yeah. I—I I, the, the potential starting five, let's say Bossman trade happens. Drew, Javon, Chris, Giannis, Brook, Pat, Bobby, Bossman, and then Marjan, George Hill. Maybe George Hill's in the trade. Maybe Marjan. Maybe Wara. Like, but that top eight to nine is like really tight. Like, woo.
2: you got you got you got Serge Ibaka still. That who's been who's been decent. Good year. Like I can't complain about. It. Did you see? Uh, last night he tweeted that Drew Holiday is going to be the next uh, guest on. Oh Halloween. wow! He's,
1: is he just going? Is he going to go team to team just to get everyone on his show? Is that the new? Plan? Yeah, I
2: mean, like uh, I still haven't watched the Adam.
1: I haven't either. I should today, but he's, I, he's doing what they're asking, and yeah, he's, he's definitely gotten better from the first. He has not forgotten to dribble a basketball in quite some time.
2: That was so
1: it's good it
2: was good uh but no he's been he's been good we know uh our friend jordan tresky uh has been has been all in on surge yep the grammy uh, nominated did we confirm that <laughs> no we did not I, we I did not confirm that uh i'm sure it's a very nice album yeah but uh it's called art <laughs> which
0: you so you
1: great. said that like like what you'd say about a kid's fridge art i'm sure it's a very nice album i've listened to it it's good oh okay. uh, i have not listened to it it's, sorry uh, Serge.
2: it has a bill clinton feature
1: i yeah does he rap
2: no i play saxophone oh okay yeah because I, I listened to it like imagining like oh my god am i gonna get bill clinton yeah, to, like, singing? and i was like then, no i didn't i was like um, oh this makes sense
1: yeah <laughs> that does make more
2: sense uh, but yeah, surge has been solid. Like that's it's it's a it's the deep team that we've been talking about all season, like all year long. The last like this past off season, like even even if you don't make a trade,
1: I know who I <laughs> forgot to say. Ingles, hopefully. Yes, there's yes. Ingles as well. Ingles,
2: he's he's just found money.
1: The Bucks are super high. Yeah, I agree. That's how we have to look at him. Is like if he can play, it's great. If not, they'll be fine. I think. But the Bucks seem
2: like they're very high on him. We'll see. We we shall see. Uh, maybe, like we said, they're targeting January. We'll see if that actually sticks or not. Uh, maybe they trade him as a trade deadline acquisition. Um, but we we know we know Trader John is going to be uh, he's going to be active regardless. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. With Boss Man.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll be doing an emergency pod on Turkey Day. We'll see. Uh,
2: the yeah, it, um, least, it'd be strange to see trade this early though. Hey, well, it's I mean, a I mean, we've situation. seen it. We've seen it in that. We've seen it in the past. When was the George Hill trade? Like the first George Hill trade?
1: Mm, yeah, I think I think it was a little later than this, but I could be wrong.
2: It was here. Let me look it up. You keep talking
1: real quick. The pick situation: it is this year to Houston. Next year is a swap with Pelicans. Twenty-five. The Pelicans then made another trade, but it'll either go out unprotected to New Orleans or New York. Then the 20, 26 pick is another swap. So the Bucks will get either their pick or the Pelicans' pick if it's wor- better, no worse. Uh, and then 27, they owe outright to new Orleans and then there that's it for first. So they can't trade 28 cause they traded 27, but they could do a swap of 28 and they could trade 29 outright.
2: Okay. And this, the first George Hill trade was December 7th.
1: So not that far. A couple weeks.
2: Yeah. Like two weeks, something like that. Just yeah. wild. I can't believe this year is almost over. I know it is two weeks from Wednesday, December 7th. Um, but yeah, maybe we do see a trade uh, this early. I, I, my guess is we don't see one until Jordan Morris trade eligible.
1: I'm hearing a lot of smoke, man. Yeah, there, there is a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of smoke. There's a lot. I, I think if the third team comes into comes into a clear picture, I think this thing could happen today. I it really could happen, do. Yeah,
2: any any day it could happen.
1: Yeah, it'll be sad if George Hill gets traded again and they go and win it, but. I'll get over it.
2: I feel so bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, they tried I mean maybe, last year. Yes. They really tried. They let him They let him do his thing. Didn't go well.
2: Maybe he gets a ring. He, yeah, I mean, he, feel, probably would get, yeah. he probably would get a ring because he played. Like, this, the time the Bucks won the title, he was traded in the offseason. So, obviously, yeah. he wasn't going to get a ring. That's a good but, point. Uh, he, w- he would still get a ring. Yeah. I'm sure the, the, the Bucks I know they gave every single employee for the team a ring. So they would obviously give. Axel Tupon's ring
1: getting was just so. Him be, him I'll being never first, Was he
2: first? I think he to was. I think he was. I think he was first. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just did. We need to see when Diakite got his ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still so needs to score 20 in a game. I, I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, uh, G League doesn't count, right?
1: <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. Thank you for clarifying.
2: uh Do we have any other players we need to talk about here? I don't think so. We'll we'll we'll
1: have to get more to more hopefully deep in the weeds with everyone like we normally do. But there was just felt like some big stuff culminating this week. Not culminating, but really just like splashing this week that we just had to touch on. So really hope the next pod is like. Let's talk about how awesome all the Bucks players are again. Hopefully, we got. A yeah, let's talk Pat. about
2: how. Yeah, how Pat looks great. Yeah. How Chris is maybe back. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we've gone optimism. We've gone uneven, like doom and gloom. Yeah. Hopefully, we go back to optimism. Uh, I'm actually. ready. But, but but Ty, you have something you need to tell people.
1: I do. So we are having a super secret podcast giveaway. So Rohan and I attended the herd draft party and won a signed ball. By I think two years ago's herd team. Still trying to confirm all the autographs on this thing. But it's got very Tuck cool. on there. I guess I could grab it's kind of far away. I'll I'll show it on the next pod. It's a spalding G official G League ball. It's got Tuck, some other, some other names on there. And we want to give it away to a listener. But we want to do this so sometimes people blast these things out on social media. We're not gonna do that. It's real listeners only can get in. You do have to be in the GSPN Discord, which we've removed the form entry now if you go to gspn.info click discord access it'll pretty much let you right in if you've never been on discord it's free it's pretty easy to set up it's like a lot like slack honestly it's uh, it's not too it's better it's better than slack it's much better than slack it's way sure. better than
2: slack yeah. we've had some bad experiences yeah. With
1: Slack. yeah we have um but get get in the discord and we're going to be making a channel in there should be up by the time you hear this i don't know maybe just give away you'll figure out what it's called but we just want you to go drop in either a favorite moment or something you really like about any GSPN podcast. It can be Eurostep, Win in Six, Cruiser for a Bruising. Speaking of Winning Six, I got my purple merch. Ooh, oh, there Looks we great. go. Oh, it Looks does great. look great. Check out um, the YouTube as well. Yeah, fit, fits well. Uh, GSPN store for more of that. But um, drop in anything, any your favorite moment or part about any of the GSPN pods or all of them or playbacks, whatever. We're not going to be super, super picky about this. But you just have to enter that in the channel, and then a couple weeks from now, two ish, maybe a little more weeks from now, we will pick, we'll put them all in a random number thing, pick a winner, and then we will ship you this cool herd signed basketball. So that's pretty exciting.
2: Yeah, we felt we felt uh, bad for winning it, (laughs) so we're just gonna talk for (laughs) a minute. I'm grabbing the ball. Oh yeah, so uh, it's it's a great opportunity for us to get you guys uh, involved. Also, we we love having new people in the Discord uh it's a great time we we've gotten a flurry of new members recently as twitter continues to do twitter things but uh yeah and ty showing off the ball official nba spalding ball
1: they got adam uh, silver on here oh they don't have g-league balls
2: i thought no, it was it's G. no
1: it is nba you're right
2: yeah it's an nba ball oh, i mean cool. they use the same ball
1: <laughs> at nba in case you couldn't couldn't figure out who the nba is they put their twitter ad on here thankfully
2: <gasps> uh but yeah, it's uh a, it's a, it's a fun piece of herd memorabilia. It's uh it's probably it's the best thing they gave away that day. Property so, of herd. Yeah. And it could be the property of you. That's right.
1: I'm pretty sure this is Ray John up there. That has got yes, That one. Yeah. Is. That one's but, tough. There's a lot of other that are just kind of squiggles, but the numbers are on here so you can do some deduction. We'll
2: we'll, we'll, we'll do some work as well.
1: Yeah, we will too.
2: But yeah, give uh, this guy away. Yeah. Uh, if you want to win that, like Ty mentioned, uh, put your favorite memory in that show. Can you palm a basketball, Ty?
1: No. Hell Let's no. Add, okay.
2: No.
1: <laughs> I can go, like kind of side. Oh, see. No, we lost it. Eh?
2: Uh, but yeah, you could win that basketball. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we're all done here officially. So we'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Euroset here on GSPN and Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy it, Make sure you leave a five star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this, watching this YouTube uh, uh, or your podcast platform of choice. Get in the Discord, like Ty mentioned. All our links are at gspn.info. Buck Stock market, all the podcast links, the store, the Substack, the playback. Uh, it's it's all there. Playbacks are a ton of fun. Make sure you make sure you hop yes. in whenever we do those. Uh, and if you get in the Discord, you'll be notified when we're doing playbacks. Yep. Uh, so that's just—it's—it's it's such a fun time all around. You can hear me absolutely, uh, just, <laughs> just, just get Sheeting every single call. Get every single call wrong. The cliff that Jordan oh, tweeted man. the other day was all an all-timer. That one was an all-timer. But it's—it's it's so much fun. Can't wait to have you join us. Uh, Pod random, and we will talk to you next time.